The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. And also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen there. The one on the left is Bradley's show from Saturday, so that's two hours worth of Bradley Dean. Um, you can uh, you click on that and you can watch it up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, 3 Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. If you click on the play button, you blow it up on whatever device you've got there, and then look in the bottom right-hand corner, you will see a Rumble icon. Click on that and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We've got a pretty good crowd in there starting out this morning. It's good to see you guys. You can join us in the chat over there. 
Also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And beforeitsnews.com, top of the page right there, you can catch us as well. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, if you want to get <clears throat> the articles that are being censored uh, pretty heavily, then uh, you can you can get these in your inbox. Hopefully you can get them in your inbox. <laughs> I want to tell you, the, the way they're, they're doing things now, um, I used to not get any spam. None. Zero. They all went to the spam folder, and all the stuff that I wanted came into the inbox. Now it's like hit and miss on the stuff that you want, and the spam's bleeding through. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, um, hope that's not the problem for you, but it is for us. But if you want the articles, including the morning show archive, you know, we archive the show, we put it in video, we put the podcast up. If you don't want to watch the video, um, we put all the links in there from the previous day's stories, any videos we play, any scripture references, <clears throat> any of that stuff, uh, past articles or things that we reference, all of it's right in one little place. So if you, if you say, hey, I really like this part, but I, I'm not, I wasn't interested in that, and where can I get that? How can I share that with people? Whatever the case may be, sign up for the newsletter. It, comes, it goes out every night, and usually it's the second one down. Uh, Bradley's is, we make it the top article, and, uh, and that'll be the second one down. So if you're interested in that, that's how that works. There's not a button for the archive. I'm sorry. I know some people think that, and maybe we should have done that, but uh, we didn't. So anyway, final thing is uh, our store is available, lots of equipping tools, lots of great conversation starters. And then finally, if you want to help us stay out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Uh, you can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate you very much doing that stuff for us and helping us, uh, keeping us out there. <clears throat> with that said, I'm going to play a video. You guys uh, on the video platforms, you were just seeing that. This was, uh, I guess, the focal point of where Bradley was going on the show on, I think, Friday and Saturday. I may be, I may be wrong. Saturday is usually... You know, he kind of brings everything in that he's talked about during the week. And, and so some of that gets rehashed for people who haven't heard it. And uh, this one was one that, that came out of Minnesota. Now, this is not in the street somewhere. This is not at a mall. This is not, you know, on the sidewalk somewhere. This is in the state capitol. It's in the state capitol. So you guys who are not on the video platform, you won't see this, but you will hear the guy and I will read the translation that's provided for what this guy is saying. Um, <clears throat> it's about 30 seconds long. Um, he the, These are uh, Somalis who have come. Lots of them are there in St. Paul, I know. But uh, <clears throat> Or St. Cloud. Is it St. Cloud? Yeah, St. Cloud. Um, these guys, there's a lot of them there. And they're there in the Minnesota State House. And I want you to listen to what they're saying okay listen and pay attention you guys on the video platform you'll see the translation i'll try to read it without pausing the guy okay here it goes okay we'll fight them the somaliland government hang on hang on let me back up here because he jumped a little too fast ah. okay so we will fight them <clears throat> the somaliland government until the last man is standing I am informing the people of Las Anad to fight, and this is jihad for the sake of Allah. What will you say in the hereafter to Allah if you refuse to fight? The one who refuses to take part in this jihad 
is a coward. May Allah make that person, the non-combatant, experience hellfire on this earth and the hereafter. To the ones who refuse to join this jihad and finance this war, may Allah burn you in hell. This is jihad. Weapons are readily bought, and we jihadists have uh, the and the R R readily is in uh, brackets, so it's implied as to what they're talking about. And we, the jihadists, that's implied, have more weapons and money than them, which is Somaliland. We will bring weapons from Ukraine and South Africa. Isn't that interesting? I swear to Allah, whoops, got off of there a little bit. We will bomb them, that's Somaliland, and bury their dead. All right, so here's what he's calling for there. He's calling for, obviously, a jihad and against the Somaliland government and anybody financing the war or anything else. Now, <clears throat> I got to tell you, when you see it in the context, you kind of go, okay, is he talking about, I mean, he's talking about just here too. Any of the infidels. At City Hall, I'm sorry, was it City Hall? Capital? City, ah, I don't know where it is. It's in, it's in a government building that this guy's calling for it. You know, I, I guess the question that I have is, how are they allowed to talk like this? But the men of America, if you make a peep about these guys should have been rounded up, put a bullet in the head, whatever the case may be, as insurrectionists in their area, if you said that, they would come after you. I didn't get to do the interview yesterday with uh, Angela Reading due to some things that are beyond our control. So we're going to do it this uh, later today, and we'll air it tomorrow. <clears throat> Miss Reading made a post, uh, just a post on Facebook, about the sodomite agenda there in New Jersey, the stuff they're putting in elementary schools. The U.S. military went and investigated, but do you see this as what's going on here? Nope, this is a part of Deuteronomy 28. This is a part of Deuteronomy 28. Just listen to this little passage and see if you get the flavor of what we have going on here in America. Deuteronomy 28, verse 22, or excuse me, verse 21. The Lord shall smite or shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven it shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. And the Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt, bow, and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. Now look, this is what he promised Old Testament Israel. Did he deliver on his promises? <clears throat> now let me say this. This is part of the Old Covenant. Let's keep that separate and distinct from the New Covenant. Let's keep it separate and distinct from the Abrahamic Covenant. Let's keep it separate and distinct from the Noahic Covenant, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Let's keep it uh, distinct from 
the Adamic covenant. All those covenants go together. It's God showing us and revealing to us what he is doing, but they are different. Each one's different. And yet, did God deliver on this? Yep. All you got to do is go back to 70 AD. You'll see he, he brought out exactly what he promised to the, the people of Israel. And God doesn't change in how he deals with his people. He just doesn't change in that. And so we're seeing all these things come about. And here these guys are right here in a government building calling for a jihad, uh, threatening not only people in Somaliland government, but anybody who funds it, anybody who supports it, you know, whatever the case may be, this guy's ready to, to, to deal with you too. <clears throat> now, that's the, the video for today. This one is something I got from, do you guys remember Dr. William Macus, uh, Macus, excuse, not Macus, Macus, Macus. Uh, we had on the show last year, uh, sometime, I think it was in October, and uh, Dr. Macus is a, a doctor up in Canada. At the time we had him on the show, he was coming up with a second list. He had formulated a list of 32 doctors, Canadian doctors, who had taken the shot, and they had died within several months of each other. And um, we had him on the show, and he was already putting a list together that more than doubled that to 80. Okay, So uh, for those who didn't see the show, we will have this up on sonslibertymedia.com, and you'll be able to, uh, to check that out. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting interview with him. And then here was the article that we had previously, and that is for the 32 doctors and if you recall there were he had he had written a letter and i think when you go to the main picture on for this article <clears throat> you see all of the the doctors that are listed and what their specialties were how they died and this that and the other and then following our interview you can see this was back in october 2022 as well following our interview uh dr Macus did an update now these those of you watching on the video platforms, these are all the doctors that died. The Canadian doctors who took the shot, they were coerced, forced into it, if you want to say. Um, they didn't stand up and say, no, we're not going to take it. We'll just go elsewhere. They, they succumbed to it. I think when Dr. Macus and I talked, <clears throat> excuse me, there were two ladies, and I don't know if I remember how these were laid out, but there were two young ladies who died in car accidents and this i think this was one this young lady here and then there was a lady i was going to say up at the top who also died in a car accident but one of them was in ireland maybe in the young lady here and the other one was in like boston or something and they died from a car injuries in a car accident but as we know you know people have cardiac arrest they have problems that's causing them to being able to control their vehicles, even control their bodies at many times uh, that we've seen. So uh, he came on with this, this information. Now we've got this story. And I got this from a, in an email from him last night. Top Vancouver. I got to fix that. Boy, I, I did a botched job on that. I was trying to get other things done yesterday. Top, top Vancouver cardiologist dies suddenly as list of vaxxed Canadian doctors grows to more than 132. Now, keep in mind, this is just the middle of February. This is four months down the road. It's moved up another, what, 52 doctors. And by the way, this guy that he's talking about, 
is not in his list. This is not in his list. Um, this is what Dr. Macus said. I received an email cautiously asking, is he on the list? And this is this, uh, this top Vancouver cardiologist. Um, and he, he specifically refers to the 132 Canadian doctors that have had sudden deaths. He writes, a top Vancouver cardiologist was seeing patients recently. A few days later, one of his patients was informed the cardiologist had just died suddenly. He is not on our list. So that means of his 132, this is number 133. I don't recognize his name. How did we miss this? And then he added, Dr. Andrew Jakubowski. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. He died on January the 27th of this year. He was 68 years old. Uh, he was the program medical director of the Healthy Heart Program at Richmond Hospital in British Columbia. Other than that, any information is difficult to come by. And, and that's not all. Listen to what else he had to write. We had heard rumors that funeral homes are being advised. By the way, this is uh, Dr. Jakubowski. This is his obituary. There's no picture. I mean, she, she just wouldn't even know. You, you would think a guy who'd been working in the community <clears throat> as a doctor that, uh, you know, they'd take the time to at least give you his picture or something. They don't even do that. Uh, here's what uh, Dr. Marcus had to, had to say about it. Though. We had heard rumors that funeral homes are being advised to suppress information on sudden deaths, especially when it comes to Canadian doctors. Did you get that? Is it, would anybody be surprised? Remember Mr. Ramirez, I think it was, his 15-year-old son had died after he took the shots. He was in um, Senator Ron Johnson's little panel that they had there. The guy, just to hear him talk, it just break your heart. I, I believe he was the guy who was offered money and sort of like, for all intents and purposes, a witness protection program. If he'd just keep his mouth shut about his son and the shot, and he wouldn't do it. Praise the Lord for people like Mr. Ramirez. But here's what he says. We've heard rumors that funeral homes are being advised to suppress information on sudden deaths, especially when it comes to Canadian doctors. Why? Why would you suppress any information on how people die if you're going to cover up the truth? There's no other reason to do that. There's no other reason to do it. And the people who are advising them, threatening them, coercing them, whatever, whatever's going on there, are the criminals behind it and the funeral homes that go along with it. If there's any of you listening, you're an accomplice to the crime. You're an accomplice to the crime if you don't speak the truth about it. I experienced this firsthand with the sudden death of Edmonton psychiatrist Dr. Michael Marshall. This is uh, Dr. Macus again. He said, for weeks, information on Dr. Marshall was impossible to come by. We couldn't find out how old he was. There was no obituary. For one of the most famous doctors in Edmonton, Alberta, it was almost as if there was a media blackout. It wasn't just media. He's going to funeral homes and, and, other, and, and the like to find out what's going on here. He was 45 years old when he died suddenly. 
A few weeks later, Edmonton Journal speculated about his cause of death. He'd recently suffered a head injury, but it's unclear if that contributed in any way or if there was another medical issue at play. Mackis continued, It's very strange for mainstream media to speculate on the cause of death of a local doctor, but that bizarre media speculation drew attention away from the fact he was fully COVID-19 vaccinated and may have suffered a vaccine-related injury and death. Dr. Jakubowski's obituary has no photo, <clears throat> no indication he was a doctor, no history of where he went to medical school or where he worked throughout his distinguished career as a top cardiologist in Vancouver. Not a thing. And you see it here. This is the one I was referencing. I'm sorry. I got those backwards there. Anyone searching for information on Canadian doctor's sudden deaths would never find him. And perhaps this is, no, it's not perhaps it's intentional, it is intentional. There's a cover-up going on. I know, look, I'm speaking to people who, for, for the most part, you guys know this. This is why you, this is partly why you tune into the show, I would think, is that, I hope it's not the personality, it's that you're getting the information here that, that, you're, that you won't get in, on the Mockingbird television. And look, there's a lot of people out there saying this stuff. There's a lot of people doing it. Some people are given a voice. Some people's voice are pushed to the background. That's fine. As long as people get the truth, I don't care where it's coming from. But here's Dr. Mackis continued to, to do it. And he's, if, I'm, if I recall correctly, he's already retired. He's not even practicing anymore. And yet he's given his time to do this, to put this information out. At, at, by, by the way, at great risk to himself. At great risk to himself. Um, speaking of the stuff with the shots, I just, it's absolutely incredible to me um, how we're dealing with some of this stuff. It's, it's, it's almost a joke. No, it is. A, it is a joke. But it's a criminal joke. We had this up um, <clears throat> yesterday. A new bill out of, Ohio, out of Idaho, not Ohio, Idaho, has been put forth that would charge those who administer mRNA vaccines, as they call them, they're shots. They're not. They're they're not a, they're not a vaccine, and they're certainly not a therapy. I don't even know that I go along. I used to use the term gene therapy. They are messing with your genes, but I don't think it's a therapy. Therapy is supposed to be something that heals, right? It deals with the mind. They want to charge those who administer these mRNA vaccines. Guess what? With a misdemeanor, a slap on the wrist. Now, if you guys have been listening to the show, especially when Kate's been on, she talks a lot about the history of the doctors and nurses involved in Nazi Germany. That, that some of them were hung, and I got to tell you, when I look back at that story, I just I don't see really any justice. You had less than two dozen people that were hung. Less than two dozen people. The rest of them, the Nazis did not lose World War II. Whatever story you were told in high school and junior high and all that, they didn't lose it. They just moved. Many of them moved here. 
And uh, most of you are familiar with Operation Paperclip. That was a big move of Nazi scientists, all this other stuff. They infiltrated things like uh, NASA, the medical profession, and all this other. These guys who were, who were instrumental in the Third Reich were moved over here. They were moved other places too, but specifically into the United States. Some people believe they were moved into Antarctica. There's, I think there's probably some evidence, at least speculation, that you can put forth of certain things that we know to be true, Operation High Jump and things of that nature. And what, what we saw going on there, just, it was like, okay, what are you guys doing with that? So anyway, we know that was going on. So here's, the, here's what happens. This is, um, let me first show you this bill, and then we'll read this little, pass, um, this little report from the Gateway Pundit. This is a House bill. 154 uh, by the Health and Welfare Committee. And um, here's what it says. An act relating to crimes amending Chapter 9, Title 18, Idaho Code by the addition of a new Section 18.926. You get all this kind of stuff. To provide that provo- to provide that providing or administering an mRNA vaccine is a misdemeanor and declaring an emergency and providing an effective date. Be it enacted by the legislature of the state of Idaho, Section 1, that Chapter 9, Title 18, Idaho, Code B, and the same is hereby amended by the addition thereto of a new section to be known and designated as Section 18926, Idaho Code, and to read as follows. Administering an mRNA vaccine, number one. Notwithstanding any other provision of law, a person may not provide or administer a vaccine developed until, or excuse me, developed using messenger, oh my goodness, ribonucleic acid technology. Uh, Maybe I passed on that one. I don't know. Uh, For use in an individual or any other mammal in this state. Good. They're going to at least take in animals as well. That's, That's pretty good. Okay. That, you know, at least pointing out what's there. And number two, a person who violates this section is guilty of a misdemeanor, of which we're not told what the punishment's going to be. It's probably a fine for you, yeah, just so the state can make some money. They need to regulate this like they regulate abortion. They're not really willing to go out and abolish it and criminalize the whole thing. They want to regulate it so they can get money. I'm just telling you, this is how it works. Because if you are really serious about this, if administering an mRNA shot, if that's what you're doing, if that is a crime, they know it's injuring or killing people. At this stage in the game, I don't know how you're unaware. I really don't. Well, the only way I know that that you're unaware is if you're too busy working, doing this, hearing that it's safe and effective, and never looking or studying or figuring out that this stuff's doing what it's doing to people. That's the only way I can see you can do it. Otherwise, you're doing it with full knowledge of what you're doing. And I, just, I for the life of me, I can't figure it out. I can't. But here's what they want to do. They want to call it a misdemeanor. This is like you going and um, pulling the gun on somebody, shooting them in the heart on the street, and the cop runs up and gives you a ticket for jaywalking. And he saw the whole thing. This is what this is like. Does that sound like justice to you? Now, for some people, this is going to this is going to tie them over. Oh, at least they're finding it criminal. Yeah, but criminal in what way? There's there's no there's no justice. Well, Tim, if they find them, it'd be good. Well, 
What if they throw them in jail? Well, that's good, too. Get them off the street. Yep, you're going to pay for it. And so are the people who've been injured, and so are their families who've lost loved ones because they gave the shot. They have to pay for it. How is that just? I'm t- we are in a wicked beast system. That's what we're in. This is not the land of the free and the home of the brave anymore. It may have been at one time. But the practical aspect of what we've become is an apostate state. I mean, that's what we've become. We say with our lips, we love the Lord. We say Jesus is our Savior. We say God bless America, and I ask rhetorically, which God? Because I've seen God bless America. I've seen America try to bless God with every religion under the sun after 9-11. Bringing them all together, crying out to their gods, and they are gods. They're the little gods that they've constructed in their minds. I've seen what that looks like. That brings no resolve. That brings more judgment. I don't know why this is hard to understand, but that's what it does. Tim, do you think that that your God's the only God? Yep. He said it. I didn't. Those of you who say you believe in Jesus, maybe you're a Muslim, maybe you're a Jew, maybe you call yourself a Jew, but are not. Maybe you're a Christian. And you say, well, there can be other gods. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Notice, I am, I am, I am. And he added many more I am's. I'm the door, I'm the way, all these kinds of things. In the book of John, he is taking on the name of God. When Moses went to the people in Israel, and he said, he said, God, who am I to tell them who sent me? He says, you tell them that I am sent you. I am this self-existing one. I don't need you creatures to exist. I don't need the creation to exist. I am God. I am. I'm not, I was, I will be, I am. I'm, I'm ever-present. I'm completely self-sustaining. And that's what Jesus was claiming, too. He was making that same claim. This is why they wanted to kill him. If you read it in context, why did they want to come and stone him? He claimed to be the Son of God. This is not hard to understand. It really isn't. So, with that said, I want to ask some questions. This new bill, while it's fine, it... uh, you know, at least it, I guess it moves in the direction of seeking to criminalize this thing. Maybe some people will be scared enough to be charged with a misdemeanor. They won't administer more shots. And in that sense, that's fine. But let's read here from the Gateway Pundit some commentary over the bill. I'll give you a little background here. A new bill has been introduced in Idaho that would make the administration of experimental mRNA COVID-19 vaccines illegal. Representative Judy Boyle from Midvale, and Senator Tammy Nichols from Middleton, interesting, both women, both women, sponsored House Bill 154. Senator Nichols introduced the new bill in the 15th of February before the House Health and Welfare Committee, according to KTVB, according to the bill text, a person may not administer or administer, may not provide or administer a vaccine developed using messenger 
ribonucleic acid technology for use in an individual or any other animal in the state. Person violates the law or the bill will be guilty of a misdemeanor, and the legislation, if passed, would go into effect in July of this year. Here's what she had to say. This is courtesy of KTVB. Nichols said during her presentation to the committee, we have issues that was fast-tracked. Nichols said that there was no liability, informed consent, or data on mRNA vaccines. She later clarified she was referring to the two COVID-19 vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna. I think there's a lot of information that comes out with concerns of blood clots and heart issues, Nichols said. Representative uh, Ilana Rubel, she's from Boise, questioned Nichols', Nichols statement that the vaccines were fast-tracked. <sighs> Lady, uh, Miss Rubel, were you not listening? Didn't Donnie say that he put it on a fast track? And what took years, he did in a number of months? He's the father of the vaccine, right? Or was Well, maybe he was lying about that. We, well, we know they were already working on it years before. We already know they were working on it. We've got the documentation of that, too. But we're not talking about, like, 10 years before or anything. And by the way, any of those that they've worked on in the past, just the regular old vaccines that they were doing, those things are bad for you, too. You pump crap into your body, you're going to get an immune response. You prick your finger, you're going to get an immune response. You drink something toxic, and you're going to get an immune response. You eat something toxic, you're going to get an immune response. That's just the way the body works. The immune response is to toxins, infections, invasions of other things into your body, and it's your body going to attack that stuff and get rid of it. Oh, Miss Rubel, wake up and smell what you're shoveling and what they're shoveling at you. She said her understanding was that the vaccines were approved and survived the testing later approved by the FDA. <laughs> uh, you, you can't fix stupid. You can fix ignorance, but you can't fix stupid. If you are out there and you actually think the government cares about your health, including specifically the FDA, which is unconstitutional. I see nothing in Article 1 where the feds are to have anything to do with food or drugs or your health. Nothing. If you, if you can say it, please, if you're in the chat, please pop something up and let me, let me see what you're talking about. If you, if you go to the General Welfare Clause, I'm going to point you back that that is the overarching umbrella of what comes after. Congress is to do this, and this is how they're to do it, and here's the 18 to 21 things their enumerated powers are given to them to accomplish the general welfare. That's it. Nothing else. And yet, none of this stuff is ever discussed. Somebody just comes up with an idea and just, we'll put that out there, we'll push this, we'll put this out here. And I know there are people who are trying to do the right thing. I'm sure these two ladies up there in Idaho are trying to do the right thing. They're Well, I'm not sure. My guess is their, tr their attempt is to at least show there's something wrong here. The problem is, is if what's been done is already against the law, the Nuremberg Code that we recognize has been set up that you just don't go do this, the law's already there. Why do we need to write more laws? Uh, let me give a little tip for people. Should things go under? 
if you redo a government in your county, city, town, 100 acres, state, whatever you, if you do it, how about you just say, we're going to have representatives who can't write law about squat. Here's the law we got. It's God's Ten Commandments. That's what we're going to hear to. And guess what? You really don't need them to come in there and represent you. You uphold it. See, I'm convinced the biggest thing that the biggest problem we have in the United States of America is self-government. And that's worked its way up to the top. This is why men and women who go to office, for the most part, cannot control themselves. They have no self-government. They have no self-government. And if you don't have self-government, you're not going to keep the oath that you take. You're probably not going to keep the oath to your spouse. Probably not going to keep the oath to your children. So why should you be expected to keep your oath to the people that you say you'll serve if they'll just vote for you? And how many of you out there are sick and tired of thinking your only option is to vote? How many of you are sick of that? I'm, I'm out of that thing. I'm not giving my consent to any of these people to rule over me or to rule over my neighbor. I don't see any way of clearing that up without mass prosecution and mass hangings. I, I, I just I don't see any other way out of it except through when they come at your door, what are you going to do? And I'm going to tell you right now, here's what I think is coming, because I've done seen it enough to, to see it. Some people talk about their Second Amendment rights. Well, if that's the way you look at them, then government can take those. You have a right to keep and bear arms, not just guns. We need to get that straight. We need to quit making it about guns. It's any arms. Any arms. Any weapons. That's why they're called arms and not guns. And the problem is, is that some people will talk big and bad about it. They show up at their door. Yes, sir. What do you want to find those guns, sir? Let me get them for you, sir. Let me put them in your truck for you, sir. Why? Because they don't want to die. And they don't want their family to die. And until a man is ready to die, he's not ready to live. And he certainly isn't ready to fight for his liberty or the liberty of those around him. How many of you have gotten to a place where you say, you know what? Why does anybody want to live under tyranny? Why does anybody want to live with the threat of the loss of their life, the loss of their property, the loss of their liberty? Why does anybody want to live in a place like that? Does that sound like freedom? Does that sound like liberty to you? You go through an airport. You got somebody wanting to look in your underwear, put an x-ray up about you, go through your stuff, talk to you like you're a little dog. Had this chick uh, sent something through the Sunday before yes, uh, a week ago, coming back from Miami to Charlotte. I put all my stuff in the one little, you know, whatever that little thing is, that little bin that they give you. Had a bag. 
Yes, I had to carry a girly bag down there. My wife packed it. it. I'm old enough. It doesn't bother me. Took some stuff to my daughter. My daughter filled it up with clothes. Come back. And I just took my Kindle, which I was reading, stuck it in the side, just standing up. And I didn't take it out of the bag. I put it in there with the others. Right there to be seen. And this chick on the other side of the thing where it's coming out goes, you didn't take your tablet out. I said, all right, I'll, I'll pull it out. No, no, well, I've got it. You you didn't do it right the first time. And I said, you better watch yourself, girl. Are you not sick of that kind of stuff? But apparently we're not sick enough. We just keep on in that system. We keep on in that system. It's like many things... You know, we're going we're gonna to interview Miss Reading today. I'm going to hit a couple of passages here in a second. We're going to interview Miss Reading today, and that's one of the questions I want to ask. Is it, it, you know, I don't know what her family structure is and things of that nature, and I'm glad she's standing up and doing what she's doing, but I, I wonder about so many parents. They're standing up against the things when they see it, but they keep sending their kids back into it. How does that fix the problem? How does it fix it? It, it just... You know, somebody gets a bop on the head now, and then six months down the road, a year down the road, they're doing it again. Because we didn't deal with the problem. We dealt with the branch on the tree. We didn't deal with the root. So, with that said, when I read this bill, on the one hand, I'm glad that they're looking to criminalize these people giving these kind of shots. On the other hand, to make it a misdemeanor, I'm sure the reason these ladies are doing this is because they know people have been injured and people have been killed by these things. I don't care what the fact checkers tell you. They're bought and paid for. They're self-appointed. I think of passages like Isaiah 59. Listen to this. For our transgress this is beginning at verse 12 of Isaiah 59. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee. He's talking about before God. And our sins testify against us, for our transgressions are with us, and as our, for our iniquities we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For the truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Hmm. Are you judging me, Tim? Only morally. God executes judicial judgment. He's the one who does that. But it says here, it displeased him that there was no judgment. Men are supposed to bring judgment. They're supposed to be the hand of the Lord. What do you read in, what do you read in Romans 13? The king is the minister of God. And he can only minister properly before God if he follows God's law. If he doesn't follow God's law, he's not God's minister. Make no mistake about it, he's not God's minister. He is a false minister. He's a false prophet. He is a false teacher, if you will. And when he upholds the law, guess what Paul writes in that same passage? There's nothing to fear. If you've got a king, if you've got a representative, if you've got a president, whatever, prime minister, 
that upholds God's law, and that's all he's upholding, there's nothing to fear for you, for you uh, believer. There's nothing for you to fear. But if he's not doing that, he's a terror to you. See, in that passage in Romans 13 from my friend Michael Hahn, who sent me this stuff and says, oh, you know, you guys, the Bible tells you to do this, just submit to everything. No, it doesn't. In fact, he quotes Romans 13 there, and I said, are you even paying attention to the argument? The guy bearing the sword there is a terror to the evildoer, not to the one who does good. So I said, if you're doing good, bro, and you've got a tyrannical representative, a king, a president, a prime minister, but that passage is not true for you in your interpretation. Paul is being descriptive about how that how that uh, civil office should function. He's not telling you um, this idea of well, it's this way all the time. No. And he goes on here in Isaiah, and he says, and he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head, and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. A couple more passages here that deal, that I believe deal with this kind of thing that we're seeing out of this Idaho bill. This is Proverbs 17, verse 15. He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just. This is exactly what I was talking about before with a twisting of Romans 13. Even they both are abomination to the Lord. He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. Hmm. See, this is why it's very... You have to be very careful about what you're seeing in any form of media. It isn't just the Mockingbird media, and I, I realize social media outlets are an offshoot of that, for sure. But even there. I mean, you've got to be one who knows... Is this person doing good or are they doing bad? What, what, what are they doing here? And the Bible says if they're those who justify the wicked or those who condemn the just, they're an abomination. Yeah, that word is also used for sodomites. It's used for those who shed hands of innocent blood. It's used for those uh, who uh, are, are involved in false weights and measurements. All this stuff. An abomination. They're disgusting. To the, they're a stench in his nostrils. Let's put it that way. Here's another one. This is out of Jeremiah chapter 22, verses 3 to 5. It says, Thus says the Lord, Execute ye judgment and righteousness, and deliver the spoiled out of the hand of the oppressor. And do no wrong, do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless, nor the widow, neither shed innocent blood in this place. 
For if you do these thing, if you do this thing indeed, then shall there enter in by the gates of this house kings sitting upon the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, he and his servants and his people. But if you will not hear these words, what words? Let me just reiterate them. Execute ye judgment and righteousness. Deliver the spoiled out of the hand of the oppressor. And do no wrong. Do no violence to the stranger. This is the person passing through your land who may not be a citizen. The fatherless nor the widow neither shed innocent blood in this place. If you won't hear those words, God said, I swear by myself, saith the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation. Indeed it did. Read Matthew 23. Jesus pronounced the woes upon them. Read Matthew 25 and 6. I believe that's where it's at. I believe that's where it is. And into 27. And you see as the progression towards the cross goes, Jesus talks to the women who are weeping there. And he goes, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves and your children. Why? Because the men had cried down a curse upon them. On their own heads and on their children's heads. Why? Because the same people, the fickle people who were in Jerusalem, who welcomed Jesus as he rode in on the donkey, laying down their coats and the palm leaves, branches, and all this other stuff, were the same guys at the end of the week crying, crucify him. Give us Barabbas. Give us the revolutionary. We'll take, you can have Jesus and crucify him. And they knew Jesus was innocent. But it was all the religious guys who got that crowd stirred up. The crowd who had it right at the first of the week. They got them stirred up to call for the death of the Son of God. They weren't administering justice. They wanted, just, they wanted to justify the guilty, Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. This guy was the revolutionary. He was the heart and soul of Israel, if you will. This, I don't know, this guy who had stood up and he'd done all these things. Of course, he'd been caught doing what he was doing. Ecclesiastes. Chapter 5 and verse 8. If thou seest the oppression of the poor and violent perverting of justice, or judgment, and justice in a province. Marvel not at the matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth, and there be higher than they. Now, I want this to be a word of encouragement to you. If we're not seeing justice by the hand of man which is supposed to come, remember Genesis chapter 9, that's what it said. For instance, if a man kill a man, right? What's going to happen to him? Man's going to shed his blood. If an animal kill a man, well, then the animal's go, or the man's going to shed the animal's blood. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what justice is supposed to be in those matters. And when it's not there, that's on man. But it's not like God isn't seeing it. And you guys ever seen the, um, maybe, maybe you've read the book. It's been a long, long time since I read the book. It's been quite a long time since I've seen the film, The Count of Monte Cristo. And in that, you see this guy who's been done, I forget the guy's name right off the bat, but somebody will probably say it in the chat, but Dantes, that was his name. And um, he is done wrong by his friend, so his friend can have what he has. I mean, the, his friend has everything. 
He's got a nice house. He's got riches. He's got wealth. But Dantes, he's just a simple little guy. And he's got this beautiful woman he's going to he's going to marry and his friend wants his wife he wants he wants dantes out of his out of his life and so he frames him he gets others to work with him to frame him and he puts him in prison and the whole time he's in there even though there's some hope that comes to him he's got this burning desire for vengeance and one of the things that he's scribbles on the wall that he etches in the wall. He grabs a piece of stone. He's etching it in there. God will give me justice. God will give me justice. And when he gets out and he plays his part, I'm not going to ruin it for you guys who who haven't, but when he gets to his part and he, he does what he's wanted to do, it's empty for him. His vengeance is empty. His vengeance is empty. Keep in mind, the one whose eye sees to and fro upon the earth, he sees all things. There's not anything that's done in secret before the eyes of God. He sees what's going on too. And if we don't deal with them, he will. But we're going to suffer the consequences of letting them go. There's just there's no question about that. One final one. This comes from Psalm 88, or excuse me, 82. And here's what we read. Psalm of Asa, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Listen. Listen. If you're the church, if you're the people of God, you are the one to bring the light into the darkness. You are the hand to bring justice and judgment. And if you won't do it, who else is going to do it? The, I, I keep seeing people on, in the voting thing, right and left, blue and red and all this. Oh, if we just vote, we're, you know, if we get the red wave, we'll get justice. No, you won't. You get more of the same. More cowardice to bring justice. While the other guys attack justice at, the, at its heart in the law. What are we going to do here? I know some of you are working. I know some of you are doing it local level. There's got to be a game changer. We've got to change the way we're doing things. And that might mean we have to change the way we live. Top to the bottom. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And Lord willing, we're going to see you back in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then. See you.